Welcome to Tracy Says Things, the podcast that has all of the answers, or some of the answers, or no answers at all, depending on who you ask. My name's Tracy. I say the things. And today is June 8th. June 8th is pretty spectacular in our world because it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. It's also almost my birthday. And since I am a kind and loving and generous benefactor to all of you, internet, I've decided to give you the present. I put out a call for questions on the internet and you dear listeners definitely gave me questions to answer. Uh, Some of you are real assholes and some of you are real smart asses but I love you all. (laughs) I truly, truly do. First question came from a friend named Kristen and she says, aren't you supposed to ask the questions? Well, of course I'm supposed to ask the questions, but sometimes it's really hard to think of good questions as some of you learned when you tried to ask me questions. Second question, how did they get the caramel in a caramel bar? Well, Crystal, I do know the answer to this, and it's because of my fantastic dad. He told me the caramel secret. And if I shared it with you and the whole internet, I would have people from Cadbury banging on my door, and potentially I would be murdered by a chocolatier. So I cannot give you the answer out loud over the internet, but if you ask me privately, I will tell you the secret to the caramel bar. How did you get to be so badass? Did you go through extreme training? Well, Callie, here's the trick. I don't think I'm badass at all. I have a very, very hardcore case of imposter syndrome. So I fake it till I make it. That includes every sentence I say here. I still, 10 episodes in, don't know why people listen to me. I hope that I'm entertaining. I hope that you learn something from listening to the episodes. Uh, But honestly, I have no idea why anyone would think I'm badass. I mean, yeah, I'm just me. And the extreme training I went through to get to be me is just getting old and stopping giving a fuck basically. Uh, that's, that's the bottom line. I just am too tired to put up with anyone's bullshit. Uh, even my own some days, but that's the truth. Kristen asks, have you ever looked at yourself through a child's eyes? And at first I was like, no, but then I got thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I have a four-year-old who is pretty freaking amazing. And There are days when I feel like a sack of crap and I feel like I have failed every which way possible. And that little four-year-old comes over and tells me about her day or tells me about something cool or says something absolutely adorable, gives me kisses, tells me that she loves me, and I feel like a million bucks again. So I hope that everyone has that sort of mirror (laughs) in their lives where they have just the unconditional love 
of a four-year-old and you know that does it's just wonderful things to your heart next question is what would you do if you had a day where anything goes well so the kids and joel and i watched yesterday not that long ago and i kind of think that's where this question came from um and basically my day where anything goes would be uh for me like sleeping in and then having someone come and clean my house and having someone either cook for us or take us out for like all our meals so there was no preparation of food uh, because if you've ever tried to feed children they never want the same thing and everybody wants something different and there is no gratitude for all of the modifications and alterations of every meal that you have to create so I would not want to do any of that preparation uh, and then I would spend the rest of the day like kind of just doing fun stuff going to the amusement park like Kinsman Park here in Saskatoon or going to the Wonder Hub going to uh, somewhere like a fun museum like the West uh, Western Development or if we could you know kind of instantly travel I'd love to take the kids to West Ed Mall and go to Fantasyland and the water park and do fun stuff like that and then just kind of like go to bed early and get a really good night's sleep because I never get one of those either so that's my day where anything goes the next question is from Kristen and she kicked me in the ass with this question she said what would happen if you didn't wake up tomorrow are your affairs in order are your kids taken care of do you have a will what's going on and I had to say gulp nope fucked this is bad so basically um my ex would probably take the kids uh and I would hope that he if if um if Joel also like my partner um was still around I would hope that my partner would still be allowed to be in the children's lives because right now he's got no legal parameter to 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 say or or have any control in that aspect um we really have like nothing prepared so uh, thank you for the warning I guess and we're gonna have to get our crap together and get ourselves organized because that is kind of one of the last parts of adulting that I have yet to do um, we are taking care of our future finances we are taking we've taken care of you know deaths and we are you know in the process of you know, buying a house and getting grown-up furniture and you know all that fun adulty stuff but really like wills final arrangements that kind of stuff nobody likes to think about that stuff and we certainly don't and are not prepared for any of that at all um the next two questions uh, i'm going to answer kind of back to back because they're basically the same um kristen wanted to know what is my favorite memory and robin wanted to know what was the best part of my childhood and so I'm going to say that the favorite memories are from my childhood. So we grew up in a small town and uh, like I had like a little neighborhood gang of girlfriends who we kind of ruled the block. Uh, it was Amy and Renee and Jerry Ann 
and myself and um, Amy had this really kick-ass like playhouse in her backyard that we did everything from like play dress up and color and played games in and had like the greatest times ever. Um, and then across the street from the house that I grew up in, there was a park that was built. And of course, small town, the group that built it were the kinsmen. So in my mind, in my brain, that was my dad and my dad's friends. So they built that park for me. So that was my park across the street. And we ruled that park as though it was. <laughs> it belonged to me and my friends. So that was um, some of the best memories were playing there. You'd go outside and then when the lights came on in the street lights and stuff, that's when we had to come home. Or my mother would stand on the front step and just scream across the street to us. So best childhood memories were living in that small town and just ruling the roost. What's my best achievement to date? Yeesh, that's another good one. I really don't give myself the credit that I should all the time for the things that I do. I see a lot of the good stuff I have in life is luck or I've just been in the right place at the right time. Uh, but I will say that um, some of my favorite stuff is stuff that I get to do now at my job, um, planning events for kids and um, just spreading uh, like we call them warm fuzzies at camp, um, just goodness and kindness and making people happy. I think that that is probably my best achievement is stuff that I can do through my work. Robin asked if I had one superpower, what would it be? And I, this is my absolute favorite question because I have such a ready-made answer. And <laughs> if I tell you the full story, you're all going to think I'm crazy. But the thing I want is telekinesis. And here's why. When I'm driving down the street or I'm on Circle Drive or whatever or on the highway and there's somebody who's driving like an absolute jackass, quite often I will like shoot mind bullets at their tires or in my brain I go and I pull their spark plugs so that their car just sort of like stops driving. They have to drift over to the side of the road and they're like, what's going on? Because people are assholes when they drive on Circle Drive. Uh, Saskatoon has the worst drivers ever. I'm one of them too. But still, compared to the other a-holes out there, I drive pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sticking to that story. But yeah, telekinesis. I mean, man, if you could like organize things with your mind or like have things come to you or, you know, never have to like, I don't know, clean things up. Your brain just kind of whooshes everything around the room for you. That would be the most amazing thing ever. Daphne says, what song do you never want to hear again? I also have a very good answer for that. Anything Bruno Mars. I think Bruno Mars is completely overrated and I'm so over all of his crap on the radio. Question after that says, what makes a good friend in your opinion? Well, Robin, I think a good friend is somebody who is always going to hold space for you, is always going to just be able to sit and listen and doesn't necessarily have to give you feedback, doesn't necessarily want to, to give you the right answer in air quotes all the time. I think they're just willing to sit and be with you, give you know feedback or information if you want it. But at the same time, 
sometimes you're going to need that feedback and they need to be able to just give you a no bullshit, no, um, no bullshit, no, um, coddling kind of an answer. They just should be able to spit it out at you and be like, listen, bitch, here's some hard truth. Take it, leave it. But I say this because I love you. Blah. And I guess on the flip side of that, to be a good friend to somebody else, you need to be able to take that kind of feedback and know that they're not coming at you with any ill will or any, um, I guess, judgment. Because sometimes our friends need to give us that smack across the face and be like, what the fuck are you thinking? And if we can't take that feedback with the love that it's given to us, then we're not being a good friend either. What is your favorite color? Well, Nicole, blue. And if you're going to make me like narrow that down, uh, I would be like a nice cerulean blue, kind of like a deeper, more rich kind of a color. How much do you miss me? Asks Robin V. Well, Robin, oh my gosh, you probably don't want to know how much I miss you. I miss you and all of those hookers, um, like a lot. Uh, COVID has completely killed any of the fun that I used to have. I hate Zoom meetings. I do Zoom at work at least two, three times a, well, I shouldn't say a day, at least once a day, sometimes up to two or three times a day. And I don't want to go home and start watching a Zoom meeting or any of that. So it really sucks. And because everything has been through Zoom, I haven't seen you guys and we haven't spent time together. And if it wasn't for your um, like Instagram stories or um, Snapchat stories, I like wouldn't see any of you. So yeah, I miss you a lot. And I also miss um, your cutie patootie little boys. And um, yeah, COVID blows. And I really can't wait till we can all get back together again. The next question is another stupid question because it makes me feel feelings and I don't like that. It says you deal with so much and you're one of the strongest people I know. How have you maintained your resilience while dealing with your mental health and raising your family? They're some of the best little girls slash young ladies that I know when that's from Nick from episode two. Nicholas is a fart because I haven't really maintained my resilience. Um, again, fake it till you make it. And the honest truth is you carry forward because you have to, when you have people depending on you for their food and their shelter and their lives. Um, any mom will tell you that you don't have a choice. You just carry on and you continue every day, day in, day out, no matter what. Um, I don't feel like I've done anything spectacular by continuing on through the things in my life that uh, are not great. 
or were not fun in particular. But that's, again, that's just what a mom does. She just continues on and you do your best and you make friends that can help you and you have your village and you just, I hate to say it, just keep swimming, right? That is how I do it. What is one thing you never want to do again, asks um, Kristen. I never want to get divorced again. Uh, A, it's expensive and B, it's just not fun. That was easy. Who inspires you? Um, check back uh, the episode with all of the Wonder Women. People like Ruth Bader Ginsburg who fought for the rights of women um, and men and minorities. And I mean, like she covered all the bases. Um, people like, um, you know, Malala Yousafzai who you know, went through something absolutely horrific and came out the other side still smiling. Um, she was just on the Friends reunion with her best friend who has, you know, talked her um, into watching all of the Friends episodes, which just made me giggle that, you know, she digs Friends as much as I do. Um, people like um, here in Saskatoon, my, my friend Rebecca, who's, you know, working on her PhD and is still you know, day in, day out, uh, trying to inspire the students that she teaches. Uh, she's, you know, keeping her daughter alive and raising just a super cool human being uh, that will be just as cool as, as she is. Um, my kids, my friends, I, lots of people um, really inspire me and make me want to be the best person that I can be. The next question is, have you picked up any new hobbies this year? You are listening to it. Um, at first, I was like, oh, this will be so easy to have a podcast. I love talking and I love doing this. And then actually started getting into the work. Uh, when I started, I promised someone that I would do 100 episodes. Fuck, that's a lot of episodes. <sighs> So yeah, this is 10. This is episode number 10. I have 90 more to go <laughs> to fulfill that promise. And, you know, I have um, episodes. Um, some are uh, like scripted out. Some I have um, ideas on where I want to go with them. But in general, this is uh, way harder than I thought it was going to be. So kudos to people who make it seem easy because you tricked me. I thought it would be easier. Tanya wants to know what I do for a living. Well, without um, naming my actual employer, I provide youth education for a cooperative agency in Saskatchewan. Cooperative meeting of the co-op principals, people working together to better themselves and their communities. So I do majority education. So uh, most of it is youth related. I go into schools and I provide co-op education. I run retreats. I do like day events. I do week long events. Uh, there is some of the education that we do that is intended for um, adults and just organizations in general. But the majority of my job in particular is 
youth related. So people who are under 18, which means I get to be like a camp mom and do all like the best part of working with youth. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I love my job. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Erin, that's an amazing question. What would I do if I wasn't afraid? Well, physically what I would do is I would like skydive or uh, like um, bungee jump. That's the word. Uh, but I am physically afraid of those. That is um, something. It's not even so much the heights. It's just the like landing or not smashing into the ground at a very high velocity. That's the part that's scary. Michelle asks, if you could accomplish one thing you would never, ever be acknowledged for, what would it be? Ooh, this question, I want to say that I would love to be able to come up with the solutions for our world's problems. So like the conflict in the Middle East, um, in particular of late, the... Uh, problems between Israel and Palestine. Uh, if I could solve those issues and bring about some major peace to a large portion of our world, that would be amazing. And I wouldn't need credit for it. I wouldn't want credit for it. If I could like just take all the common sense in the world and come up with the proper solutions for most of the world's problems, that would be it. I would love to just, you know, take a couple of world leaders and like bang their heads together and be like, go to your corners. You're in a timeout now or whatever it takes. But that would be really difficult. And if I could solve the world's problems, that would be lovely. Daphne would like to know who rocks my world. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to say a certain ice cream man. Is that a good enough answer? Um, what am I most proud of myself for? I think I'm most proud of myself for getting out of bed on the days when I don't want to get out of bed. For getting dressed and brushing my teeth and heading out into the world. Because the world is not a fun place. It's not... Um, especially on those days when you don't want to get out of bed, when you're feeling pretty funky or you're feeling pretty low. I think just having the courage to get up and go out and face all of the bullshit is pretty. Ooh. See, I hate giving myself kudos. I hate being like, oh, way to go. Like, woohoo. Everybody gets out of bed and goes to work and does their thing. But there are definitely days where my brain tells me, no, like, you don't need to do that. Nobody wants you there. You're just going to fuck something up. So why bother? And the days when I just kind of tell myself to go fuck myself <laughs> and I continue on with whatever it takes to do, that's kind of what I'm proud of. Just continuing on because there were definitely days where I did not want to. Jody with an I wants to know, do you know the Muffin Man? No, but like I said before, I know an ice cream guy. <laughs> Is that the same thing? 
Ashley asks, what is one thing that you think no one's going to care about but you, but you're really proud of it? Oh, Ashley, I think that this podcast is something that I'm really proud of. And like I said before, I don't think anyone really cares about it. (laughs) Or I personally think, I think, why should they care about it? But I'm pretty proud of it. I'm pretty proud that I've um, kind of said some of the things that I've said. I've had some really um, uh, pretty interesting feedback. Um, Some people have, uh, you know, sent me emails or or called me um, Facebook messages saying like, holy shit, I can't believe you said what you said. You know, I had no idea. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud that you're bringing this up. Thank you for talking about X, Y, and Z. And that makes me happy. Um, I said before, that, you know, if nobody listened, I wouldn't really care. But if, you know, only one or two people were able to get something out of all the time I put into this, then it's worth it. And I've been totally shocked by the numbers of people who have listened. Um, the number of plays that stuff has gotten. Um, it's crazy. So thank you for listening. Thank you for thinking that it was worthy. Um, and you know, if you don't care (laughs) and this is your first time listening, well, thanks for checking it out and don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. (laughs) I don't know. I'm happy with me and my podcast and I hope you are too. This next question is a really good one. And it's kind of funny because the person that asked this question, (laughs) she asked a whole bunch of questions and some of them were pretty amazing and some of them were really terrible, (laughs) but it's okay. I still love you. She said in the movie City Slickers, Curly turns to Mitch, holds up one finger and says the meaning of life is this one thing. What? Is this one thing? Well, my answer, are you ready for this? I am not a grizzled old white male. So some people aren't going to believe my answer because I don't have that kind of credibility. But I think Curly would agree that the one thing is love. Love is honestly the only thing that this world needs. It's the only thing that will make this world a better place. Love for yourself, love for your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, your community. Love. If we loved more and cared more and showed compassion more, these are all things that are because of love. There'd be less littering there would be less name calling, there would be less aggressive driving, there would be less hurt, there would be less pain, love. Love. Jamie wants to know, what's better, good news first or bad news first? 
I think if you give me bad news, I'm going to dwell on it and I'm going to be in a funk. It's just going to put me in a bad mood, bad news, bad mood. So if you give me bad news and then you try and give me good news, I'm going to be upset by the bad news and not be able to appreciate the good. So I think start with the good, get someone in a good mood, tell them, Hey, so you get to do this. You get to see this, you get to eat this, you get to whatever, but there is one little bad part. And you're like, Oh man, well, that's okay. I still have all this good. Doesn't that make sense? Next question comes from Tammy and she says, if you had no financial holdback, what's the number one thing on your bucket list? Tammy, this would be super easy. So I would get myself some season tickets for all of my favorite sportsing teams and uh, no matter where they were in the whole wide world, and I would fly to all different kinds of games. Uh, I'd go to all of my Cleveland Browns games at First Energy Stadium. I would uh, even like take Joel to some hockey games. I'd let him go see the Patriots and the New England. Gross. Um, but I would, you know, treat him to a few games of his favorite teams. We would follow our teams. Uh, we're assuming like there's no COVID. There's no like, I mean, this is imagination land, right? So <laughs> there's no COVID, there's no travel restrictions, there's no, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and I would also love to go to uh, and experience a Super Bowl, like in the crazy big stadiums and all of those wild nut bar fans. And yeah, so that would be my bucket list is to follow my team and have season tickets to whatever I want to see. Next question comes from Crystal again. I'm going to do all of Crystal's questions all at once. So Crystal said, who stole the beef? I don't know. Take a look at those two old ladies. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? I don't know. I don't have a dog. I don't even like dogs. Dogs are smelly. They smell like wet garbage when they're stuck outside in the rain or even when they're not stuck outside in the rain. I tolerate dogs. I think bigger dogs are kind of okay because they're usually more gentle, but at the same time, like I've seen a few big ass dogs that could knock me over. Little dogs are also very annoying and yappy and terrifying because they're all like aggressive with a complex. So yeah, I didn't let the dogs out and I don't necessarily want to. I'm a cat person, so sue me. Where's Waldo? Well, I know he has his own series of books. He is probably in those books wearing a red and white striped shirt and hat and he's got big round glasses and he's usually pretty obvious once you find him. You're like, why didn't I look there in the first place? Are you tired of me asking questions yet? No, Crystal, because I'm the one that asked you to ask me the questions. And the winning lottery numbers for next week's draw. Those are, I'm not going to tell you. Did you really think I knew that? If I knew that, I would have Tammy's bucket list question already taken care of. Describe yourself in one word. Describe me in one word. Crystal, you in one word is easy. Loyal. 
Bet you didn't think I was going to be nice. No, you are definitely loyal to a fault, actually. Um, and that's kind of one of the things I love about you. Describe me in one word, though. Whoosh. So there's a number of words that kind of go through my brain right now, um, starting with enigmatic, vivacious, cunning, talented, grumpy. If I hyphenate the word, does that count as one? Sleep deprived? But altogether, I think the word I'm going to choose for myself, evolving. I'm evolving. And Crystal also asks, I know you are a movie buff. What movie character do you identify most with and why? Well, I thought about this for a long time too. Because yes, I have seen lots of movies and there are characters that I don't necessarily identify with, but I would love to live their lives because they have either a fantastic experience or they go on a crazy adventure or they have just an amazing life or experience or whatever their movie is for, right? Uh, it's all about the story. So they must have a great story. But I really got thinking about it and I decided this makes so much sense. I identify the most with Riley from the Disney Pixar Inside Out. Riley is me. I am Riley. As she is learning and growing and evolving, <laughs> she is going through all of the trouble, if you know, finding her way and learning to accept her emotions, right? And as she is going through the, the troubles with having um, sadness wanting to take over and things are scary for her um, she goes from being super happy and if you notice like she's wearing very colorful clothes at the beginning um, and as she is going through her arc her story arc uh, on the day that she runs away she's all dressed in black because the sadness has totally taken over and she's just not exuding any happiness any color any light right um I think everyone kind of has to go through this in some version, one way or another. You have to figure out that there is no happy without some sad. Um, I also really identify with the <laughs> chunk of, of Riley's brain that definitely as is altered as sadness has been dragged by <laughs> the, the memory wall and she's reached her arm out and she's touched every memory. And so they've all got this tinge of sadness attached to them. Now there are definitely parts of my life where I'm sure that it was not as doom and gloom as I remember them. If I remember them at all in particular, I think uh, of that period of time when my oldest was an infant and I have a very sketchy set of memories related to that period of time. And I know for a fact that that was not um, as, as dark and as depressing as it was. 
Um, there are things that I honestly, if I didn't have a picture of it or I didn't have a note about it for her baby book, um, I, I don't remember it actually happening. I don't remember being there. I don't remember that day. So I know that my brain has kind of locked some stuff away, has definitely altered some stuff because of that sadness. And I definitely relate to that. I also, having watched that movie like 50 times, I identify at the end where you know, she knows that it's okay to have sadness and joy work hand in hand and that she's, you know, gonna, obviously she's a little kid <laughs> and I don't relate to it as being a little kid. I relate to it as, you know, my twenties and thirties, um, crammed into, you know, a two hour movie, but at the end where she's kind of come to terms and, and happiness and, and sadness are working together and, and, you know, they're sharing the reins on Riley's brain. Um, I know that, that that is legitimately something that can happen. And you don't have the good without the bad. You don't have the happiness without the sad. The sad is always in the back of my brain. And again, like the question about, you know, when I get out of bed in the morning and I continue on, even when I don't want to, that's the perky little joy kicking me square in the hippocampus until I get my ass out of bed, right? So, and I don't know, is that the right part of the brain? I have no idea. I just made that word up, I think. But that's the answer for that one. Um, I am who I am, right? The last question I have, uh, oh, it's actually not the last question. It's uh, a serious question from Crystal. And I'm actually going to combine this with a question from um, a super cool lady that I know named Jamie. Crystal said, on a more serious note, it's said that what we do in the past shapes our future. If you could go back in time, would you change anything? Why or why not? What would it be if you did? Jamie's question, very simply, biggest regret. Okay, so... Every person has regrets. Every person, even if it's simple and it's small, it's, oh man, I wish I hadn't blown that red light and got that ticket. Or I wish I had had that answer to that question in the grade nine quiz or whatever, right? We've all got little regrets. Some of us have big regrets. But the bottom line, I truly, truly believe that you're right. What we do in the past shapes our future. So if I go back in time and I make any changes to any of those regrets that I have, relationships, the way that I treated people, the things that I did to myself, the things that were done to me, the way I spoke to people or about people, if I make any of those changes, I change who I am today. I change where I'm at today. I change what my life is today. So if I go back in time and I stop allowing certain people to treat me like shit, or I go back in time and I change the way I treated someone else, or I go back in time and I stand up for myself, 
or I go back in time and I stand up for someone else. I've completely changed what the present is. Maybe I don't have the two kids that I have. Maybe I don't have the partner that I have and I'm not planning a wedding with him. Maybe I don't have the job that I have that I really, really, really love. Maybe I don't have the friends that I have now. So I don't want to take that chance and I don't want to risk not ending up where I am right now because I like where I'm at right now. And if I did something to change that, I'd be really sad. So saving myself a little bit of heartache in the past or saving myself some regret, not worth it. Now, that being said, if I could go back in time and witness a few things and just, you know, very carefully stand still and not touch anything and not change anything, but just be a fly on the wall. Oh my God, I have a list of things I want to see and I want to experience and I want to live through, but I don't believe that I could not change anything. So yeah, I'm going to skip the time machine. Even if I really, 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 really want to do some things or see some things or meet a dinosaur or anything cool like that. And that might actually be my biggest regret is not getting a chance to go back and do that stuff now. Because now that I've said that in like 10 years, there will be a time machine invented and we'll all have the chance and the opportunity to go do that. But, <laughs> oh, well, I've publicly stated I'm not going to. So darn it. This is the very last question now. And really, it's only the last question because... I could be here all day. I got so many questions. Thank you very much, everyone who did submit a question or five or 10. Um, if I didn't get to your questions, I think we'll do this AMA again. We might actually do it in a little bit different way. So I'm not just talking for 45 minutes, but this last question I'm going to keep in because the person who asked it I think really wants to know the answer. And the question is, do I owe you an apology for something? Well, Trina, here's the thing. I want to say, yeah, you do. But the thing is, you don't owe me an apology for anything. I might actually owe you an apology or we owe each other one because I have said in regards to multiple things, I only know what I know. And your situation, all I know is what has been shared with me. I was not there for none of it. So I really have no place to make a judgment or put my own experience on your experience because it was very different um, in multiple ways. I think that, again, because of your past shaping who you are today, you have had experiences where in the heat of the moment, you said something that you probably regret. And I know that I being very protective of the people I love, when you snapped, I 
again was like no bullshit meter allowed go fuck yourself and if that's how you're going to behave you're not allowed in my life so when you are making better choices and you're living your best life i can't say that you owe me any apologies because you are doing better and you are making good choices and I think as long as we both continue to do that, then more power to you. And I honestly do wish you nothing but the best because I think that you've come a long way from where you were and where you could be in a situation like the one that you've gone through. And so um, I think that everyone should be really proud of you for being the, the person you are today. And um, I think that, you know, uh, in the grand scheme of um, what is it called when you're making reparations um, or amends, uh, I don't think that you owe me any amends. I think that the only amend that you would owe me is just continuing to live your best life and being a good person and being a good example for those around you. Because if you do that, then I'm happy and I'm proud of you. So those are all my answers today, everyone. Thanks for listening. And if you ever want me to be a good friend to you and give you a straight answer, like I gave Crystal with her one word, <laughs> or any of you with your other questions, just ask. Because I'm not afraid to say anything. In fact, I tend to say a lot of things sometimes. Have a great birthday, Dad. If you're still listening, oh my God. And if you are listening, God, that's a regret. Because now you know way more than you should too. Why do I say all the things? Gosh. Anyway, have a wonderful June 8th. We'll talk again. This was Tracy Says Things, a podcast brought to you by Anchor Media. Produced terribly by Tracy. If you would like to volunteer your production skills or offer feedback, contact us at tracysaysthings at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at tracysaysthings.com.